We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Chineo Gwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Heatbeat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today is not producer and co-founder Brian Goins. We are, we are doing this at 1 p.m. on Thursday. We are, we are not an afternoon podcast. We are doing it today. We're bringing you the off-season coverage. Instead of Brian, we have our professional screw-up, who you can also hear on 5 on the floor, Alex Toledo. Yep. What's up, Alex? You, you're up early, man. You know you do Uber, and here you are. You're, you're, you're toughing one out for the team. I put several alarms for this. <laughs> I was scared. I I texted you preemptively. Like, oh, you good, man? You awake? That's yeah, smart. Yeah, smart. Yeah, I, I know my know teammates. Teammate. I know my teammates. Uh, also joining us today, our guest. Welcome back to the program, Evan Cohen of many things. <laughs> NBA Radio, ESPN, West Palm. Evan, you're a little you're a little bit of everywhere. I try to be. Mad Dog Radio in the morning, six to nine on Sirius XM eighty two, and then uh, ESPN West Palm every day five to six, where I've been since two thousand and three. The Heat affiliate, of course, in Palm Beach County in the Treasure oh, Coast, and uh, NBA Radio on a weekly basis, usually Wednesdays. So, so 
If you're a longtime Heat Beat listener, you know that Evan's been on before, and Evan brings the energy on like nobody else. And Evan is as big a Heat fan as I know in the media. Evan, I love how you rep the Heat so hard. Unlike George Sedano, who's kind of like, you know, how you know, one foot in, one foot out, you know, you take it all the way. Well, no, here's the thing. And Sedano's one of my closest friends, like in real life. The thing with him yeah, is yeah. he's in a very tricky spot. He is a thousand percent a Heat fan. But it does him no good professionally to go all in on the heat if you're on ESPN radio in LA. Now, I think where yeah. you got to give him tons of credit is that when he's on the jump or he's on the sidelines or any ESPN TV programming where he's not associated with the market, oh, yeah, he's all in on the heat. But if I'm on an ESPN LA, I'm not going to do heat stuff all the time. I'm not going to necessarily go all in on my LeBron basketball hate, not real life. Real life, I'm cool with him, right? <laughs> what he's doing with charity, yeah. what he's doing with voting, what he's doing with um, his school. Real life stuff, forget. He still left my team, right? So I'm going to show that hate, but I can't do that if I'm on in LA, right? You're going to turn people off. So you got to be smart about it. You got to hedge your bets. Yeah. So what's his excuse with the Sixers? No, you know, he's, I think he's come back to life a little bit on that. But now maybe, maybe, possibly, (laughs) you look at it a little different. I was on the air yesterday on NBA or on Wednesday on NBA radio, like an hour or two after it happened. And so we spent basically, Brian Geltzeiler and I spent basically the entire show talking about Maury and talking about everything with the Rockets and the Sixers. And yeah, so I've, I've definitely done some, some radio on that. That's for sure. So for those who don't know, the Daryl Maury is now the general manager of the 76ers five-year deal, correct? That's what's been reported. It has not been announced yeah. yet. So five-year deal, Daryl Maury. Between, <laughs> between acquiring Doc Rivers and acquiring Daryl Maury, the Sixers have done a tremendous job getting guys who are known for blowing up three, one leads in the past. <laughs> Actually, what what Alex, what I think they've done is actually have a Daryl Morey offseason. They've collected stars that don't obviously fit and trying to piece them together <laughs> without a clear and obvious plan as to how to get from point A to point B. Like the Sixers ownership has done what Daryl Morey does. Daryl Morey is one of the better GMs in the league, and Doc Rivers is one of the better coaches in the league. I happen to think both of them, in a weird way, are slightly overrated. Morey um, is innovative. But if you're innovating something that doesn't end up with the ultimate success, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, how innovative are you? Like Billy Bean in baseball was definitely the pioneer of the Moneyball analytic process in this sport. But Theo Epstein was better at it than him, right? Like there, Andy Ellisberg in the Miami Heat organization and, and all of the people that have yep. done the, the numbers and the math. I like heat math better than Rockets math. I like the, like the heat math when it comes to the numbers of the salary cap. I've liked forever. Shout out to Bino Udrich. I, I've liked forever. Anthony Carter now on staff. I like that math better than the Rockets Maury math. And Doc Rivers, I'll take Doc Rivers when I have guys that shouldn't be in the league or shouldn't be as good as they are. But when I have superstars, I don't know that I want Doc Rivers as my coach. I'd much rather Ty Lue. You know, it's funny, like, I think Doc's best coaching job was probably the Orlando job he had. Before McGrady uh, Even before. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he does great. And, you watched and a that, lot of that team, G? That, huh? You watched a lot of that team? I did not. <laughs> I just, I was, from what I've read, I was too young. But, yeah, John Carlo uh, was, like, just, two at that point, I think, when that happened. Way to call me out, man. I just, you know, I want to seem like I know stuff. I'm, um, like, four years younger than John Carlo, so you can Yeah, imagine. Alex Alex is a baby around here. Alex is a baby. The baby. Are you the youngest person in the locker room? Other than probably. the players? Yeah. Probably, yeah. I, well, I mean, yeah, other, other than Bam and Tyler. When yeah. I first and, and went into I, the Heat locker room in 2003, I was 22. 
How old are you now? You were Dwayne's age, right? Was Dwayne 22? Yeah. Dwayne is, I think Dwayne's a year younger. Around than I, I was Yeah, because he 80. was a 30 year. I think he's 81, but I could be wrong. About the same age. Shout out to D Wade. 17 years since his debut yesterday. Debut against Allen Iverson. I still think that's the coolest shit ever. Debuting against AI. I love the clips of him posting him up, shooting over him. So great. So the real reason we had Evan on today is to talk heat off season. So last episode, we did more of a free agent target. What are they going to do with their mid-level, their biannual? How does their cap space function? All that good stuff. Today, we're going to focus a little more on trades and stuff like that. So I kind of, and Evan's a great trade machine guy. Evan's Evan and Alex, king of the trade machines. The one guy I want to start with, which we talked a lot about last show, was Delano Gallinari because a lot of people have brought up lately that he may be a sign and trade target for a lot of teams. And and I know you're shaking your head here. Uh, Alex mentioned that that it's been kind of talked about a little bit. Uh, I know I talked to some other people that said like Brooklyn is a possibility as well, which I thought was really interesting from a fit perspective and a role perspective. I think if Gallo is going to be like a sign and trade guy, it's going to be really tough for Miami to get in the game because essentially what their trade ammunition is that they're going to be like okay to part with. There's going to be Andre's 15 or so million dollar expiring, Kelly Olenek's 12.5 million if he opts in, which he probably will, which is expiring, Kendrick Nunn's uh, 1.4 million, and uh, their trade exception, which is 7.5. And they have pick number 20 in the upcoming draft. So that's like kind of the the chessboard that they have i mean there's other guys like you know um like duncan robinson which i just don't see them moving unless they're getting like you know an a or b type all-star type guy right so i really think that that that's kind of off the table but you never know with, with pat riley and stuff so i don't really think they can, if it comes to gallo sign and trade evan i don't think that he really have enough to get in the game that they have what oklahoma city wants yeah so um none of what you just said would be my answer as to why i would not do it in order for a signing trade to happen, by rule, it has to be a three-year contract. So you could have two non-guaranteed years after that. Oh. So if you have the – I don't know okay. why he would voluntarily walk into two non-guaranteed years after the first year. So how I would look at it would be he's either on the one-year deal with the Heat at the mid-level or if they're going to try to you know go majorly into the tax, which I don't think they would necessarily um, – so I don't know that he makes all that much sense unless he's looking to take less because it has to, and, and for Oklahoma city, you would have to like the reason that Montrez Harrell has been talked about as a sign and trade, for example, is Montrez Harrell would sign like a three year, let's just call it three year, $45 million contract. And then that would be guaranteed and then traded into space or, or, you know, for close to $15 million worth of, of cap uh, with another team on a three year deal. If I'm the heat, like I think almost the best way of doing this is who would you look at that theoretically is gettable that you'd be willing to go into the Giannis space, so to speak, um, to make a trade for. And I think we're talking about a very few people, Bradley Beal, and maybe that's it. Like literally maybe Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell would be interesting. Right. Um, what about Blake Griffin? No. What? What? I'm asking. I don't know. No, I'm asking. No, no, no. And that's he was not, really that's good not, the year before he got hurt. That's not an anti-Blake Griffin thing. That's more of like, if you're willing to make that that deal, like you start with a no from Giannis slash Kawhi next year, and then you get into those that territory. Like if Giannis signs the extension, then you pivot, and then you start looking at so Blake Griffin. So I have a whole pitch with Giannis right now. If I'm, I wonder, and I'm just asking aloud. I wonder if Giannis actually considers signing the extension now, and I'm going to tell you why. 
So there's no real obvious tangible financial upside unless there is, unless his percentage of cap is actually more money now than it would be in a year because if the cap goes down. But the real reason is like what I think LeBron did wrong at times and what others have done wrong is you're going to have way less of a chance of getting anybody to join you in Milwaukee if you don't sign now. And if you work out some sort of agreement with the governors of that team, Lazary and Edens, and I've, I went to University of Wisconsin, I've been around that team, like they're really good people. Um, they have really, they're smart in how they run that team. Um, so if you work out some sort of agreement of like, I'll sign now, because then we have a chance of getting a guy to come here by way of free agency to play with me and take less, whatever it is. And maybe Oladipo is more excited to be there, whatever, whatever, by way of trade. But in a year, if we are not good, if we don't make the finals, like you got to trade me. I'm going to ask out. You got to trade me. Like we're not going to make a public scene about this Anthony Davis style. And Anthony Davis got what he wants. And Rich Paul did his job because that's his job as an agent. But I just, I'm, I'm just thinking everybody says Giannis is different than other people. So just throwing that out there. Anyway, I think if you're the Heat, you have to do everything in your power to continue to maintain that space unless it's Bradley mm-hmm. Beal. Donovan Mitchell's an interesting one. I think we're all probably enamored by, by Donovan Mitchell because we just think he's Dwayne Wade, right? Like we just look at him. He talks like him. He sounds like him. He looks like him in terms of the way he plays. He's built like him. And he like D Wade. He just seems like the guy that you'd want to babysit your kids. Like he just seems like such a good dude. <laughs> yes. Right? So like yes. we're, we're, yes. we're probably enamored by that. Just like we were enamored by Jimmy because Jimmy feels like the love child of Udonis and, and Dwayne. Like he just feels yeah. like that, right? Like that, or maybe he's actually Pat Riley's son and we don't realize it. Like that's what they, these guys feel like. So we got to be careful on that. But um, yeah, so I think that there's there's a select few. Danilo Gallinari, not on that list. I think that you got to trust the organization that they kind of know their feeling on how they're going to do with Giannis. Because I think if they can get a really good guy and if they have a, but if they have a good feeling about them getting Giannis, I think you got to trust the organization on that decision, right? Like, they're they're the ones in the know of of how likely it is. I mean, you know, we're just speculating as media, but like they they know, they have more of a sense. So I think you gotta gotta trust what they're thinking more. But it's not just the it's not just honest guys. Like there's a, a lot of people that are going to become available in a year, and it's also by way of trade because the way I would look at it is let's just say let's play out one thing. Let's say Giannis stays in Milwaukee, and let's say the Clippers guys stay in the, with the Clippers, and let's say the Lakers guys stay with the Lakers. Okay. Nothing I just said, I don't believe is unreasonable. Would you guys agree? All seems reasonable. Yeah, of course. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then what happens is Miami, Dallas, and Toronto are now out of the market for the major free agents and back in the trade market. So there will be some teams that may sit there and say, we're kind of in no man's land. We didn't have a plan to trade this guy, but now we have a humongous market to trade this guy that now should we take a look? And, but I'll give you a name. And even though she's not not being said anywhere, and I'm not reporting this or anything like that, but like I don't think Portland has any interest in trading Dame Lillard. But if all of a sudden Miami, Dallas, and and Toronto, or any other team that tries to get in the the free agent game gets no one, you know, if Portland floats out there, Dame's available for the right price, then you're starting your rebuild quicker in that spot. I think James Harden will clearly be in that that spot. I don't think Miami would have any interest. I don't think they should at all. Wow. Whoa. Wow, you don't think they skip over that? You don't think they will have interest? I don't in think him? they should. No, I think he is. I, thought I think Skolnick. he is the complete antithesis of everything this organization is about. 
That's what Ethan said. Wow. And I thought that was surprising. Ethan was like hard pass. And I was like, is that you or the organization? He goes, that's me. But I was like, Ethan, Ethan knows you and Ethan know the organization. Well, really no, well. He knows. So Ethan definitely really knows surprising. it better than I do. I don't want to put myself in that regard, but I, I definitely have been around it enough and, and covered it yeah. and talked about it and, and rooted for it enough to think that like, when we hear about like, oh, the heat are interested in the disgruntled star, the disgruntled star still has an element of heat in them. Right. Jimmy was like, he is this, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, of that's course, ridiculous. Yeah. Even like think otherwise, even Shaq, Shaq had the nasty of like, I need to prove I can do this um, somewhere else. Alonzo Hardaway. I mean, all of these guys that we've talked about, Karan slipping in the draft, Bam slipping in the draft, Tyler slipping in the draft, all of these guys that, that we would look at, they all have that heat in them. What part of James Harden is he? He wants to do everything no, none, offensively none of by it. himself. Well, I mean, other than the strip clubs. What part of, I mean, Miami would be James Harden. Wants to do everything by himself. Is not a great defensive player. Even if you're going to say he's improved defensively, he's still not a great defensive player. And I, I just, I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not interested. I'm honestly not interested. You can give him to me right the, now, and I don't think I'd want him. The talent's too tantalizing, Evan. He, he's too good. You have to think this coaching staff is going to do a lot with him. I mean, no disrespect to Mike D'Antoni, but Spolstra's in a different tier. They're, they're going to be able to hide his defense a little better. I, I just think that he's too good. He's a top, he's like a top five player. He's been a top five player in the league. He's been top three in MVP finishes like every year since he won. Like he, he's he's an insane talent and you just can't. Like if that guy, I don't think Miami's going to have the ammo to get him compared to other teams. Yes, they will. But they have the ammo to get any star they want right now. It's just whether or not they're willing to because use of the because ammo. of Hero, because of Hero, because of Bam. I'm saying like if you're gonna, no, like, they're not gonna move. I, right, I, do, right, but there's a difference between what they would do and what they could do. I, yeah, that that's yeah that that that's the, you, that's the line that I think they yeah. really draw. A couple of things. Do you think that when the Heat talk about you know the culture's not for everybody, do they all just like imagine James Harden's face when they? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like they have Michael Be- they have Michael Beasley flashbacks, I think. Oh God, don't remind me about Beasley right now. It's it's tender. <laughs> Which time? The first, second, third, or fourth time we're talking about here with Beasley. Look, Michael the, Beasley yesterday. I don't know if you Michael saw the news. Beasley has never disappointed me before as a Heat fan. Not once until yesterday. <laughs> I didn't see what he did uh, yesterday. Check. Political? Uh he he <laughs> tweeted, I think I may be a Republican. <laughs> Very disappointing if Michael Beasley yeah, for I'm us. I'm not going to go political, beat. but I think there's... Yeah, no, you don't have to touch <laughs> yeah. that. That's just, that's just for the listeners. Evan doesn't have to touch that. Oh, that's I'm not going to touch listeners. that, but if you've ever listened to me, you know that I probably would be hanging with you guys and not Beasley in that stuff. I know, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, the homie. go ahead. Uh, so, yes, Alex, uh, to answer your question, do I envision the antithesis of, of heat culture being James Harden? Yes, I do. And and, and you can like, also... Giancarlo, it's you a beer have, belly. It's a beer gut. You can have people that are great at their professions that don't fit with specific companies. There may be like the best podiatrist, the best foot doctor in America, like the greatest foot doctor ever, dumb, weird example, may not fit at a hospital that doesn't have, you know, that expertise. And the hospital may say, we don't think he or she is worth bringing them in to create something around them because it would totally disrupt everything else we do. We're a heart hospital, not a foot hospital. You know what I mean? Weird example, I get it. He just is is opposite of everything that they do. Maybe not. He's there may good, not be Evan. another star good. in the NBA that I would sit there and say is opposite of everything they do. He might be Kyrie. the second or third greatest player in this generation of the best offenses ever. Like it's Wait, him, LeBron, and Curry. He might oh, be like, 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 yeah, like it's him, Harden, Curry, Durant. Offense. You know what I mean? Like as an offensive player, I mean he's as good as anyone ever, right? He's he's in the top 
10 of offensive players of all time, probably. Good. Anyone, you know, that, an you mean, to now be you're becoming D'Antoni and Daryl Morey in this spot. No, I think I, he's so good. I don't even like him. Good. I hate watching him play. But it's awful. You just made but, my, like, you made so my point. If your argument is his best skill is one man offense, the Miami Heat are made up on team defense. He's literally no, the they, opposite. They hid, they hid Gorn and none in the playoffs. That's like. I mean, Spolster's a magician. I mean, but they were they, getting killed all season long, and they, they managed Boron, to turn that Nunn, into a threatening defense. Duncan Robinson, Kelly Olynyk, Myers Leonard, like just they had so many negative defenders in their in their rotation that I, I think that would honestly be the least of the problems. And 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 that's coming from me, who on every five on the floor podcast is saying go after defense first, guys, this summer. You know. Uh, sharpen up the defense. But I think when you're talking about a title like that, I do not envision Harden playing in the same type of role that he has been in Houston. Like uh, like G said, uh, I don't think Spo would be running a similar type of offense to what D'Antoni did. And I think, you know, that's something that I think people would think would happen because you, you play to your, your star strengths. But I don't think that's exactly how Harden was playing before they completely moved to that game plan. Like, I think he had more of an off-ball game in OKC. I think when he first got to Houston, he had more of a, you know, three-level scoring profile. I think he could go back to some of that stuff. Not that he's going to, you know, turn into a role player. I just think that the, he can u- utilize him in some better yeah. ways where he doesn't have to handle the ball 24-7, dribble, 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 have him coming off some simple sets and just tell him, look, when you don't have the ball, at least move around a little bit, at least fake a screen, you know, <laughs> fake like you're in the play instead of just standing 30 feet Already away from the hoop. Like, I think work. there's some fixes for Already him. Already too much work. That's what I'm saying. And listen, they wouldn't even trade for him. We all know they wouldn't trade for him if – they didn't think he would buy right. it. That's true. And that's true. Right? And so that's why I would have no like qualms with that because even if this were like, we don't know when this hardened trade would happen. It seems like that's something that could happen within the next year or two, uh, given the state of the Rockets franchise. Uh, I, I just think that something like that wouldn't happen unless the, you know, the, the two parties were in contact and kind of on the same page, because I think, you know, like I said, he is that, you know, that's the guy that they think of, you know, he culture is not for everybody. But I, I think that's the type of guy where it's like you acquire him and you're in the mix for a title for the next six years. And then you still have, you know, I think his uh, game will age Bam well, too. His, his game's going to age well, too. Like, especially if you're putting him next to Jimmy and Bam where he doesn't have to do everything. Like, I just think they would make it easier on him. without Bam. So it's a moot point. No, yeah. That dumbass. So? They, they don't have they don't have the draft equity. What if he leverages the, you know, the whole, oh, I've got three teams or whatever. I don't see it. They don't have the draft. I, don't I mean, see like, it. I would easily, say, so, I so think far, I say no to Gallinari on a trade and no to Harden on a trade. What about a package? I uh, want to say Hero, yes. Give me somebody Duncan. for a yes. Is there? Hero, I was, okay. Duncan, I, number 20, I got one. KZ. Alex is going to hate me for this. So if Evan Fournier opts in. 17 mil, right? Yeah, so Miami could put together enough salary and expiring and a pick to send to to Orlando, which you know you kind of would hope that they're going to be in rebuilding mode. I mean, how many times are they going to make the eighth seed and then get mollywopped by the Raptors or the or the Bucks, right? So, so that's that. You know, if, if, if and twenty, you're saying for Fournier? Yeah, or or Iguodala, right? No. If they don't want another big. Um, yeah, I mean, you, 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 the hard lines on Iguodala. I'm going to tell you why. I'm not give up the I'm pick tell you for why. Fournier. You don't be. I'm not saying I wouldn't trade Iguodala. No, I wouldn't even say the pick. I think Iguodala and and uh, and and a pick or Iguodala none. Yeah. Like I don't think that. A couple of things on that. I think that's worth First it. First of all, um, I would be willing to if trade they draft Iguodala. The I'm not saying I wouldn't be, but I think we got to think about big picture with Iguodala on this. Makes no sense to trade Iguodala to probably a bad team or like an eight seed. Because you're not going to get as much value as you would if you actually traded him to a really good team. Like you need to I don't trade think his value on a good team anymore. You what? 
I don't think he has value on a good oh, team I anymore. I think what's valuable. Oh I think what's valuable is the expiring money. Yeah, and, and, and the here's team the option. other thing. You think Andre has no value to a team anymore? I think, I think it's a lot less than you think. I think we saw in the finals that there were times that he was legit unplayable, and even in the second yeah, round, that's, like that's against the Celtics. That's so short sighted with him. Like if you called the Clippers right know. now, when they need to change things up a little bit. But here's what I'll. Yeah, but they need, they need shooting and they need another ball handler and another I, I, but I'm threat not talking on offense. They need zip. No, they need to to be accountable. Is what they need to be first, and then once they have that. <laughs> but you're, I think you're being a little short sighted because if you're going to think that hey, they're going to be in the mix for Giannis, okay? Having Andre Iguodala walk into a meeting on your behalf is so vital. I mean, look at his success in that regard. He won't be under contract though. I mean, he'll be a free agent. No, he'll. There's a player. Or there's have a, a team, team option, option, right? They're going to have to decline help, it. Help us get blank, and we'll pick it up and go over the tax. There's there's wink winks that you can do, right? So no, but but free agency would happen after he has to pick. So you'd have to. They'd you have can to extend not, that date. You can't. Yeah, I believe so. So my point is, Andre Godala on your side, and I don't even know if he's going to play that long. But I envision like these free agent pitches with Iguodala and Haslam and Bam and Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler. Like that's my that's the Palm Beach Five is what I've been saying. Um, that's a know, fucking team. No, I'm serious. Like I want those five in that meeting, and I just I'm not going to trade uh, Iguodala is not going to be a part of a package for Evan Fournier. Like no. No, I completely agree. I mean, I, I knew all, you I were gonna think... hate it. I like Evan. I like I'm Evan not... Fournier. I think he's good. I think he'd help I, it them. It has nothing to do with whether or not he's good. It's just <laughs> no. I know. Like you're totally right. You're totally. I, I'm just not as high on Andre, and I didn't think of the. I didn't think of the pitch. I mean, I just saw them throwing poor Andre out at center against Evan the Fournier. Celtics and the damn Lakers. Talk, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who literally disappears every playoffs. Plays worse in the playoffs yeah, every yeah. time. Evan Fournier. Yeah, you but he's talk like about the number guy. one ball handling option. Like, you know, what? he's going to be like the fifth guy here. Dude, I, I just don't understand the whole, like, look, I'm, I don't mind Evan Fournier. He's a plus I just defender. don't understand. First of all, you don't let me get through my point. So you let me for one second, please, <laughs> before you interrupted me five times. None of Niguodala. I don't think you get more out of Fournier than those two guys combined between the 15 points a game that none gave you last season. And I don't know if he's going to start again, you know, and be given that role where he could score that much but regardless between that and the defense and everything else that Iguodala gives you like I, I'm I could not disagree with you more on the Iguodala thing I'm not you know I don't think he's one of their best players or anything like that but I just think but him and Crowder completely changed their defense like me and you were sitting here being negative on the heat all year because their defense being mediocre and him and Crowder allowed them to be a much better defense in the playoffs allowed Spo to do a lot more things and I don't think they're just going to be looking to move that for whatever reason. Like, I don't think Fournier moves the needle at all. It's another bad defensive player. They already have elite shooting. Like, I think if you're going to acquire another shooter, that's fine. But to give up a defender to do it, and then another young guy who is probably your first guy you want to trade for in a deal for a star, like, I just think that's kind of, you know, you're not moving, you're, you're not playing your cards right. I'm just kind of looking like if they if they strike out in the free agent market, right? If the market's kind of weird and funky, and I know that, uh, you know, I thought so. I reported that they might want to split the the mid level into two guys with Matthews and Paul Millsap. If they do that, I'll be fucking ecstatic. Oh my know? god! Everybody knows how much I love Paul Millsap. Um, but like, let's say let's say they don't really get a, a a needle mover in free agency. You know, I really think that you gotta look to the trade market. You might need to take a chance on a guy that maybe won't eat into your cap space next season to get better. Cause you know, especially if, if the NBA plans to have fans in the arena and they have to play road games, I really do think it's going to be different than the bubble. And I do think they're going to need a little bit more punch offensively. 
and obviously defensively, but I think that they need another scorer and creator. Move the cards for Oladipo. Let's just stop messing around. Victor Victor Oladipo is not the perfect option by any means, but when you're talking about what what you're talking about, buying low on a guy for a one-year rental, listen, I'm in, man. I'm sorry. Like, I know he's not 100%. I know he's probably not even 80%. But from what I saw in the playoffs, like, to me, there was enough improvement from pre-bubble and, you know, him being able to get by his man a little bit more often. And and I, I think he would be in such a good role here. That does, that's exactly the type of guy that I think Evan, you're looking you for, that you're imagining. So, a couple of things on this. First of all, the Oladipo. For the buy low price. Yeah, so I think we're probably all saying the same thing. KO, none, and 20, right, for Oladipo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what I would say is I'd be interested in that. I think Milwaukee may top that. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Milwaukee has Indiana's pick to potentially give back to them. Um, oh yeah. So, but and, and so that's one thing. Um, Miami's pick is better. It's a twenty. Yeah, twenty. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they were the four and then Miami was five. five seed. Um, light years. True. Light years. Um, so yes, I'm in agreement on that because that's like now. Now, is there an argument that that Oladipo is none and they're the same thing? Sure, but I don't think that none will ever hit. I don't agree. The upside of Oladipo and Oladipo in terms of babysitting your kids. Which I think is like you should think about that with the Heat, right? <laughs> Oladipo, I've been around him, I've had him on, I've sang with him. I don't have a good voice, but I made him sing in studio. He's a ridiculous singer. He's um, great. He's a babysit your kids guy. Like you need somebody to defend your wife or husband and babysit your kids. That's what the Heat are about. And Oladipo <laughs> is that guy, right? But I'll give you a couple of names I've thought about if you want for trade stuff slash free agency stuff. Let's hear it. So I think the Houston Rockets are completely backwards in their thinking. They want to go towards a championship. I think regardless of who you put around James Harden, you're going to have the same record. Like literally, it does not matter who's around James Harden. You're going to, wow. you're going to have the same record. We've seen it take. for long enough. So what I would do... If, is that a take on on the cha- on what happens at the end as well? Or is that just regular season no, that you're talking about? it's the same about? thing at the end too, because I don't want... I, oh, well, I'm not gonna, double hot take. Well, this whole Chris Paul, if he doesn't have the injury, okay, great, you may have beaten the Warriors. You're not going to beat LeBron in the finals. No chance. That's the most. That's the least talked about thing is, oh, if they would have beaten the Warriors, they would have won it all. There's another round, you know. I mean, like it's ridiculous the way that people operate with that. Anyway. Now, but those those Cleveland teams couldn't defend anybody, though. I, I kind LeBron's of agree. LeBron's mindset I mean, versus James Harden's mindset in the finals. Okay, I'm going to take LeBron. It's not LeBron. about LeBron when they, yeah. put, they put poor Kevin Love on an island. You know, It's 100% about LeBron. Anyway, when you see Harden playing the way he does, man. So here's what – so what I would do if I'm Houston is I would try to actually trade off guys, get picks to trade off more guys, and actually clean the entire roster – so I go, I'm going to go in for one year. I'm going to better fit the roster around Harden. And if it doesn't work, I'm blowing it up anyway because he's going to ask out. So I'm really trying to be more like Gallinari for Houston, I think is really interesting, but it won't fit currently. What I would, one guy I've thought about for the Heat, and I don't think it's going to happen, but I would offer 20. And if they want none for PJ Tucker. I don't wow. I don't, so I'd PJ. literally give up my first round pick. For P.J. Tucker, because everybody thinks about a big play next to Bam. On, but you're thinking about it on the five side. What about a big on the four side who can help play defense, rebound, and shoot from a corner three spot? So that's I can be the five when Bam's not on the floor. He's, he's small, but who cares? Like, that, you know, he's used to that. Um, and he's an expiring contract. So that's one guy I would think about. Stan Van has probably ruined some of my next thought that I would think about. I would go hard by way of trade for J.J. Reddick. 
Oh, man, honestly, the JJ Reddick thing to me, it's similar to the Fournier conversation, except the one time that I really do like the idea of JJ Reddick on the heat. Not that I, I don't think he would be a great fit here. He obviously would. He'll be handing glove fit to their offense. I think it has to do with, you know, uh, going more defense and offense. But me and Ethan talked about this on five on the floor when we were talking about Drew Holiday. We don't want to talk about a trade candidate. I, I don't I think agree. I if don't you see have it, to give up. Go ahead. If you have to give up a Duncan Robinson to get you holiday, you ask for JJ Reddick back. I think that's the type of hypothetical where it's like, okay, I could sell myself on that. Like JJ Reddick is literally just smaller Duncan Robinson and a lot older. No, but uh, I disagree with it, that. I disagree with that. Well, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying I think if you if you if you're getting JJ Reddick back, it, it would be in that type of context. I feel like where it's like, okay, I'm giving up Duncan uh, to get this this other guy who you know takes us to the next level or whatever. Uh, okay, but I, I'm just out on on you know not getting two way guys uh, for this team. Well, I think he I is want to a say something guy. about Drew Holiday. I think they're going to be outbid for that for their package because oh, yeah. I think if the Nets want him, you know, Karis LeVert pretty much trumps anything do Miami know, can. Do we know that they would offer Karis LeVert? I've for heard Drew it Holiday? too. I've heard it too many times, man. I've heard that. I've heard that thrown around too many times for me not to yeah, think but, that that's on the table. It's trade machine reporting, though. Like, no, I, mean, I would do it's, it. You know, people, you know, when, when Lowe says stuff on the podcast and, and, you know, it makes you think, you know. Because, um, well, you know, I, like, that's a situation where I don't want them to give up Duncan. Drew I just, I doesn't really, make sense to me, to be honest with you. He doesn't shoot well enough, in my no, opinion. It's not even I do that. Think I could it's t- that he's not good enough, in my mind, to carry the space into the next year. I've heard so many people say, not, not that specifically, but I've heard people say, like, Drew's just not good enough to get you over the top. That I think well, people are it's not the kind of move him. that I would make now. I would do that in a year. I wouldn't do that now. The reason I like Reddick is, to me, I think that, first of all, it's clear he wants to be on the heat. In my, like, I've made up in my mind he wants to be on the heat. He's too <laughs> over the top in his love affair with them. Now, again, I think the stand thing is going to throw this whole thing off. The other thing is, I think you got to, when you're thinking about acquiring guys with the heat now, you've also got to do, I think there's a couple of mindsets. There's my babysit your kids mindset. There's the expiring contract. There's also who can you project, and this is going to sound harsh, but who can you project that in two years will be willing to take less? J.J. Redick is a guy that you can project willing to take less. P.J. Tucker may be a guy that even though he's at $7 million, you're like, hey, you know, we're, we need to take you down to five. Are you cool with that? Like, Goran is a guy you could project taking. Jake Crowder is even a guy you could say, all right, we're going to give you the balloon payment, payment for one year but you could project them taking less in two years because the whole thing is you're going to want a lot of these guys around stars, but you're not going to have the money to pay them. So getting them in a system for a year convinces mm-hmm. them in some ways. All right. Yeah. I'll take a little bit less than a year. I can do that. I'll take the multi-year deal because now they're not as worried about it. So I think guys like Gallinari is not a one year and take less guy. I don't think Serge Ibaka is somebody that I would look at also. I think that obviously that's been talked about, but if he gets a balloon payment, it'll be probably be with the Raptors. I'll give you another guy. I haven't heard mentioned at all, but I think would be fantastic for them. Like awesome for them. Tristan Thompson. Mm. I thought about that for a little bit and I just didn't think there was a space for another rim rolling big that can't shoot. I just, well, I at that point, that oh, you're spot. so obsessed with that, bro. Oh my God. What do you mean? I'm so obsessed with that. You're so obsessed they with have a guy, getting guys. They already guys. play with they two have, guys who can't shoot. You're going to put a guy who doesn't shoot? Who's the rim-rolling big who about, can't shoot? You're saying Bam? Tristan Bam. Thompson. No, Tr- Thompson. No, 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 but I'm saying the one that they current have, you're saying currently have is Bam. 
Well, they have he two. Would, they, they already play with two non-three negative right, three-point shooters. That's, that's a projection that Bam's not going to improve. Which I'm not. I'm yeah, actually no, going to project that's the fine, other way. But he's not going to be a, a 35 percent three-point shooter next that, year. You know Tristan what I mean? Like will be your backup five. He, he's not going to be some. He's not going to be. I'd rather keep you know, Olenek. I'd rather keep Olenek if we're going to do that. Okay, that's fine. But this whole thing about non-shooting, like Tristan, what what are we talking about shooting here? Like this whole thing with grabbing a big is for defense and rebounding, right? And to you know take pressure off a of band they to not be. A, but they run a very delicate balance in their offense that has a lot of movement and space. Yeah, and, and the they delicate already balance leads to them with, not having good defenders. You that's saw what it. happens when they play Andre, Bam, and Jimmy. It looks bad. Because no they don't saying, guard two of those guys on the I'm perimeter. I'm not saying to play Tristan with Bam and Jimmy. No, I understand that. It's talking about that. a backup five situation. Yeah. And I just think like... But I don't think the is, big defense is their issue. I don't think that's ever been the issue. The issue has been more Nunn and Goron than... I mean, even Myers was like decent in drop coverage. They have bad defenders across all positions. Like, I don't think... I, I like. I agree that I would weigh the guard defense more. But I think like you're just replacing like the whole thing with grabbing somebody like Tristan or another defender is... Who do you well, want to replace more? Olenek or, guy. or Thompson? Like, Look, I think that's a conversation we could have. It's either you want the offense guy or you want the Wait, defensive what rebounding am I, what guy. What am I missing? Why do they have to get rid of Kelly Olenek based on what I just said? Because he thinks he can't play the two bigs together off no, the bench. They, I'm not, I'm they've just already not a fan told us, by way of incorrectly, having Whiteside, Bam, and Olenek, or Leonard, Bam, and Olenek, they've already told us they want a three-big rotation. But I, yeah, but two of those bigs can shoot. What I'm suggesting is what Tristan Thompson is, that garbage man for them, that is is defense and rebounding with championship pedigree that you could get on that 9.3, right? If you had to or less, that would be willing to take less in a year. He's not, unless he's going to stay with the Cavs, he's not going to get a big contract from someone. And to me, I, I just think he's pretty good. I think he's, I think they need a bully and I think he's, he would be a good bully. I think to he's me, good, but if you're going to use a mid-level on him, that means you struck out on so many. I mean, I'd rather have Aaron Baines. There's so many people I'd rather have before him. And if you're giving your $10 million to, if you're giving your 9.3 mid-level to Tristan Thompson, like something went horribly wrong in your offseason. But you don't feel the same way about Baines, do you? I feel Baines is better. I, I, I would still, if they get Baines with the 9.3 mid-level, again, I, I would be like, I think something probably went wrong, but... I think in the I think playoffs, we kind of sound like an entitled brats a little bit. I mean, like, no, well, hold on, wait a second. They were just, with the they were just in the finals. Sucks. They were just in the finals, and they they cut their fucking rotation to seven guys. When everybody exactly, you know, so why why do you what, think that they should no, be adding what are you guys so they could play? Your, you're going to use the mid level on a guy you're not going to play in in, in knock on time. Wait, like what's Tristan the point? Thompson have played in the finals. I mean, yes, game absolutely. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Against the Lakers, would he have played against the Celtics? Played. Probably not. Like, uh, no, but he would have. I mean, that's why I, I think you're, you're tricking. You're, you're deluding yourself if you think he wouldn't have played versus the Lakers. Myers it's played. Why, by the yeah, way, no, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's Kelly fair. played. That's fair. That's fair. It's okay. why Kelly I wanted played. the Heat as a fan to play the Celtics and not the Raptors because I think the Raptors' bigs would have been a problem for the Heat because of what we were discussing. I, I'm not suggesting Tristan Thompson is some sort of like. Oh my God, they're going to win a championship because they have Tristan no, Thompson. I, I know. I'm saying that you guys have presented trade options that so far I don't think have made tons of sense because I think you have to cap it at one year. Um, I, I So Oladipo, it makes sense in many ways because of that, right? Because the one year thing. Balinari is not a trade option to me because you don't want him for three years. Drew Holiday has a second year. Bradley Beal, I think we're all probably in on, even if it means, unfortunately, having to give up Tyler. You probably would have to make that move. 
So are there other guys that we could look at? Yeah. So Otto Porter, you want on a one-year deal? I don't know. Oh. Right. I'm saying, so I'm literally. I'd rather have Otto than Tristan. Okay. But my, my point is. But he's way more expensive. $28 million. So my point is <laughs> that I have narrowed down the heat options to not risking anything for the 21 offseason. Meaning I'm not going to go into it thinking, oh, it's the Heat, just because they're the best franchise in the league in my eyes. They'll figure out a way of out of X, Y, and Z. Because the way to figure out a way out is to include assets. And when you start to include assets, you then don't have them to complement your championship caliber team. So I am solely looking at who's on an expiring contract. It's why the suggestion uh, on the surface of trading a first-round pick for P.J. Tucker may seem ridiculous Absolutely like ridiculous, that. but it actually meant to me for this team under all of my circumstances, it makes some sense. There are other guys that we could sit there and say, Oh yeah, we'd love to see this guy or that guy. But if they're not on a one-year deal, I'm not really interested because I have my baby big three of Jimmy Bam and Tyler. And if it means running the back, running it back and not getting to the finals, but seeing true growth with Bam and Tyler, I'm okay with. I can live with that this year. I won't be able to live that next year, the, you know, the Giannis year. But this upcoming year, it's almost like in a weird way with the Dolphins, right? Like, Dolphins fans have to look at this not at, oh, is Tua going to win? Winning and losing is now out the window. Is Tua going to get better every week? That's your only concern. You have to eliminate winning and losing. It doesn't matter. So this year is, yes, it's about winning, of course, with the Heat. But I need to see improvement from Bam and Tyler, and I need to have the cap space for the next year. And nothing that I'm going to do will risk that. Nothing. The wait is finally over. Football is back. And you might not be at the game this year, but you will be on in the action with Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you the most options to wager than anyone else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head over to Bet Online today and take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere right now at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply only valid through September 30th. 
I think you're right, but I do think the math has changed a little bit with Jimmy's timeline, and I do think that every year that they don't try to do their best to win a championship, it's just a disservice to what they have because I do think that they're pretty. I think that they're a lot closer than I think any of us really anticipated that they were. And this is not just a gap year to get to 21. This is a year that I really do think they have to win. And while I don't disagree with anything that you're saying, I'm I 100% agree that they have to preserve the 2021 cap space. That's and I, I wrote about that uh, a couple of days ago in my free agency piece on heatbeatmiami.com. Like that's the number one thing for them is to get better this year while also preserving that 21 space. They need to win. They they need to figure they need to figure out a way to get better in the margins. I think the trade market this this offseason is a lot worse than I had initially thought. It's not a lot. Even that move for PJ Tucker, I just you know, Houston's not a team that I, I know what you said about them trying to reset and everything. I just don't know that that's going to be their mentality. I think that when you have a guy like James Harden, you know, you kind of owe it to him to win and not just punt on a year. So moving a guy like PJ for just an asset that's not going to be you know, ready for a while. And Kendrick Nunn is, I don't really see them doing that, especially when they, you know, he was the linchpin of their defense and they're pretty capped out. And I don't know how they're going to replace that. So it would fall off a cliff if they traded PJ Tucker. That's just not an option. And like for him, you know, that's a guy that's never made over $8 million in a single year. Like that guy's going to look for a payday. He's not not going to get it. He's deserved it. No, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see why a team wouldn't give him, you know, level for sure yeah, no, not even a mid-level go look up his age no i i know his age <laughs> um he's 35 but he's still playing oh at a God. high level and i i just right so, I've, so I've heard think two- about it the other way i'm telling you i would give you i would consider giving you my first round pick for a 35 year old like i don't think they do it that's i don't think they the do heat it. or the rock and i think the Rockets, right. and I don't think James wants to do okay. that. I don't think Harden so wants to do who that. Who else are we looking at? Demar Derozan? Are we looking at Lamarcus Aldridge? Yes. Guess keep those people I mean, I guess far we away from me. Those names, no, right? no, we don't. I, I refuse. I, I'm so fucking mad at people entertaining that. This is that's not going to happen. Those guys you, aren't good. Just get out of here. I've watched Demar for so many years. Be awful. I don't want. I don't want to do this. What about? So do you feel that way about Lamarcus too? Demar's banned. I don't want Lamarcus's cement-footed feet. Running whatever the heat run. Get out of here. Nikaias, Nikaias was on uh, Sam Vecini's Game Theory podcast yesterday saying that the LaMarcus idea is actually a pretty good one. So L- is, no, I hope I, you know I you, just, you just insulted Nikaias. I'll insult Nikaias. Huh? That would have to be Iguodala and Olenek in that spot. That's fine. Yeah, it would man. definitely be one of those types of trades. I mean, I'm actually o- not that against it. That's not my type of deal. Like, I'm not at all Juju DeRozan. But again, if you're talking about this one-year thing, you know, get somebody who can make you slightly better. I'm not against it for the right deal. I'm not completely against it. How much it. better is Lamarcus and Olenek? I just want to know. Like, oh, I know he's better. I know he's better. I know he's better. I think John I really I'm like, going to entertain that question. Yeah. Why do I like on? KO so much? What's wrong with I me? I call KO a dirty hippie when he's on. What is my love affair with KO? What happened? I think because you're a basketball hippie and you had that foodie conversation with him that made you like fall in love with him yeah, or whatever. I did, I did, I did, I did. Media day. I think like, you got to back off your heat passes. wanting a big because every big we've brought up, you've shot down. So like you, I don't want the heat. No, no, no. I've been very firm. I don't want the heat to go to big. I don't think they need a big. I think they need another creator from the wing scoring. I think ideally, you just shot down. DeRozan. You said it would be the worst move ever. So because he doesn't shoot, he doesn't shoot threes. They need a spacer. They need a guy who could create space. Yeah, because the Heat don't yeah, have I mean, shooting. What are we talking about? Yeah, but they can't add another Thank guy that you, doesn't Evan. shoot. Like you're gonna play three guys that can't shoot with Tyler Hero and this Duncan Robinson around them. With Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. So when you're running, your, when you're running your Duncan Bam handoff, they just made the finals with help. lineups like that with Iguodala there. They weren't it's, playing Iguodala that much. You're playing Iguodala like seven minutes. And mediocre shooter Jay Crowder. Like but I think you're Jay, overstating. Mediocre it. shooter Jay Crowder was shooting like forty percent of the Milwaukee series. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And he he was. So, Giancarlo, what exactly is your heat game plan then? What do you want? I really like. I've. I. They need a. They need some help defensively. Everything is bad. No, 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 it's not. Everything is bad. I want names. It's really easy. Uh, I gave you my PJ Tucker. I gave you my JJ Redick. I agree with Alex on Victor Oladipo. I gave you my Tristan Thompson. I. I'm on board. Very much on board. With Serge Ibaka, on, with, with knowing that it's not going to happen, but I'm, I literally gave you. I know a I'm bunch on board with Ibaka, but it's not going to happen. That's the one big that if you could tell me that they had a chance for, I 100% sign up because I really believe in that guy and I think and that I'll he helps him in a lot of ways. I'll give you one other reclamation project guy, and, I, and I, I think he's a free agent. He's a terrible shooter. I'm acknowledging that, but a reclamation project guy for like you know plays every other week. Chris Dunn. My reclamation project. Oh, I, I would love, I would love Chris Dunn. I got that's like the one non-shooter I would take because I do think that he's young enough. He's <laughs> you young enough and he's good enough. What? <laughs> he's good. He's a really good defender. He's really young. He's cheap. It's like a such, such a low commitment. So like I mentioned, you never mentioned, made me throw my earphones before. It's I, like- mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned last show. Uh, obviously, Gallo's the one guy I want to go after in free agency. Wesley Matthews is another guy. I don't think Jeremy Grant is realistic for them, but I do think that he's a guy that they should absolutely look at. Uh, Paul Millsap is one of the guys that I think is kind of most in their range that I think would help them in a lot of ways. Really good shooter, can run, can play both sides of the handoff. Uh, really good defensively, can play with or without Bam. He, they could play him small. They can do big lineups. With or without Kelly, too. Yeah, with or, like he, he could do so many things. And, and I think if they get Millsap trading kelly becomes a lot easier because they don't have to worry about that backup shooting big and that right? also gonna, like, fits that's, my assumptive declining salary like yeah he's the guy's made so much money that if you get him let's oh, say yeah. that, so if you're hypothetical of the 9.3 split between west matthews who i'd actually despite the marquette stuff like he's marquette in in milwaukee he's from madison his whole family's there like that's a big and he's playing with the honest I would attach myself to Giannis if I'm him, and I'm just going with. He's Giannis. Jimmy's boy, though. He's he's Jimmy's boy too. They played together. I, I, I'm aware, but apparently Jimmy's voucher yeah, for him. What I'm saying is, like, so. I still think that's a long shot. But even if that scenario, I agree, right? So then, how would you? The nine point three would be what six and three point three. I mean, if you so, that's really low. No, yeah, I'm. I, I I was just regurgitating what somebody said. I mean, I I. I I don't think Wes is a like that big of a. So I mean, I don't, let, I don't let's think they say they the use the level. entire mid level on Millsap, right? Just for argument's sake. I'm fine with that. Fine with that. But my point is, it's a one year nine point three. It's then, and, and if they like him, it's then not difficult to imagine a three year twenty four with Absolutely. the third year as a team option in that spot. Again, that's after they get a star, and that's I think you have to factor that stuff in when you're going for guys. Is absolutely the upside yeah. of if you like them. How are you going to bring them back? And I don't understand that's two years on the line, but, but at least now my PJ Tucker stuff, Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson and Millsap would both fall under the, they've made a lot of money. I could see them continuously taking less JJ Reddick, same thing. Um, Gallinari. Who'd you say? Alex? Who literally said that. Gallo, yeah, Gallo literally said he'd take less money. To yeah, but I don't believe that part of it. So, okay. So, <laughs> wow. so you're, so Giancarlo, your uh, is, is you're, you're saying Millsap. West Matthews and what else? And Ga- Gallo's my plan A. If, if I'm the Heat, I'm calling Gallo at midnight and I'm I'm giving him the whole pitch and I'm doing everything I can. That you're the missing piece. You're gonna have role. You're gonna have you. But you are the guy that's gonna push over the edge for a championship. But you are a top three offense. You know you're gonna have you're gonna have a starting role. You're gonna have you're gonna be the number two scoring option uh, probably. Like I just think that that's like I don't think I don't know if they <laughs> get him. Face right now. He's not the I don't know if they get him. Option. Come on. Huh? He's not gonna be the number be- two behind scoring. Jimmy. I mean, I, I still think they probably play Goran off the bench. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Think the like, I think the lineup next year 
is Tyler. I have a weird thing. I don't know that Duncan's going to start next year. That's my sneaky. Wow. I could see oh, that's that. That's crazy. But that's crazy. So let's just say, as of now, it would be Tyler, Duncan, Jimmy, blank, bam. And the blank could be Jay Crowder, okay. Millsap, um, Gallinari. 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 In my hypothetical, Ibaka. Um, I think Alex and I, Alex would. and I both were saying Thompson off the bench as the bruiser, <laughs> yeah. which somehow that made you want to quit the show. G, um, it did. He got so mad. Like I saw I'm it in his sick face. Sick of these dudes that can't shoot. Like the, the Tristan Thompson thing makes so much sense off the bench. It's like actually like painful. What's Chris done? It's, it's actually painful how obvious the Tristan Thompson thing I'm is. Such a fucking hipster. But hold on, hold on. I'm, an, I'm a basketball hipster. I hate it. What? One question. Yeah, you really are. Like, I hate it. So I hate much. it. I hate it. But how about this? Where does non-shooting matter more? For a big or for a guard? Like, where does it hurt you more? If oh, you're no, a guard absolutely. who can't shoot or a big I, I, who can't I think shoot? In the, I think the way that the Heat play, it doesn't matter as long as you can help off a guy. Hmm. Like the way, because like the way, so they're running very isolated sets. So when they're running that handoff, you have Thompson off ball screening for Robinson or, 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 or Hero and whatever. If they have Jimmy, they're like having Jimmy screen for the pistol action. So that's already, a, the, but Jimmy's rolling right to the rim in, in those stuff. And if you have Thompson also off ball screening, you can help off of him a lot. And that's, you saw in the Lakers series, you know, they were dropping the big super low and really tight. You know, they were doing a lot of things to mix up. And I think when you add another non-shooter to another guy that can't attack a closeout, like it really just kind of warps your spacing when you're really caught, when you're really focused on off ball screening, off movement. And when, when you're, when those guys are screening, you know that they're not a threat unless they roll and you can help easy off that because they're so high up like and also like these are not you know Duncan's not like this high level passer that's going to thread a needle to Thompson off like a far roll you know what I mean it's like that's my thing when I talk about non-shooters and stuff like that like, it's funny because you think of him like you, you're I get what you're doing I don't no, really I disagree with good. anything like, you're saying I don't want I no, don't want I'm just saying like I picture him with the guys off the bench so I think that's where kind of the math in my head was like okay he's gonna play with oh, Kelly Andre but Tyler my, if or whoever's off the Gorm. bench there and I think it's like but if you're you know, one I think you'll be in a pretty easy role you need a saying. guy to like play like crunch like if you're looking like right now the heat have to find a guy that they could put on the floor in crunch time of a game seven but, like, but I'm he's, looking that, at, he's actually that guy like he's what he's done that but in the crunch time of a game seven you're playing Jimmy Bam and I don't think that Thompson fits in that depends equation in the crunch time. It depends. Like Alex mentioned, I mean, like if you're playing a big team like the Lakers, or I'm of the belief. But they force the Lakers to go small, no, though. I'm like they force the, the Lakers to go. Like a team like Philly, everybody just assumes Daryl Morey's going to blow it up, and he may. Daryl Morey's the king of finding value and finding value where others don't. And he may find value in that we're bigger than everybody else. That's actually our value play is to play big and play just play better at that. So you never know. But did they try that last year? But not well. I thought I thought Miami did a really good job of solving that. I mean, they they played a lot of zone that really bothered them. I think they they know how to help off their guys. I and mean, Ben Simmons is a guy that they were just completely so, ignoring. Look, I was just sorry to interrupt. I want to ask you one question though. Okay, we all know that general managers call and ask out of left field questions, right? Yeah. Who's the general manager that's calling asking if Jimmy's available? <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks. It's always the Knicks. I'm just curious. I would love Knicks. to know, like, is there a conversation where Pat Riley would be like, all right, I'll listen to that. That's interesting. That's interesting. Philly? Oh, you're asking if Pat would listen? Daryl. Daryl likes to. 
I mean, who would Pat? I mean, who would Houston? have to be offered for Pat to, no, for to listen? I don't know. Just saying. You know, uh, I'm just saying. If you're saying now is the window, I mean, I, I don't. I would never get rid of him. It's not that. I just wonder if there are those GMs. Like I was reading something today that after the Mavs won a championship, Maury called the Mavs asking about Dirk, like asking if he was available. <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like so that's what got me triggering to think about that. All right, that's what funny. other names? What other that. names have you guys brought up that I want to react to some of the trade stuff? So I don't think that there's a way in hell that the Heat can get this. I've tried to look for a trade scenario that makes sense, and I couldn't find one. But the Spurs have an excess at guard, and they're going to have to move one of them. And Derek White is perfect for this team. Yeah. Derek White would fix every issue. He could immediately start. He fixes every issue they had with their defense from the point of attack perspective. He's a good shooter. He can attack closeout. He can get for the free throw line a little bit. He'll be the last the the last option on, on on the floor at times, which is just perfect for him. Um he's so good. He's young. He's such a good defender. He flies around. He's athletic. Like he don't have a lot of athleticism in the open court. I think he adds something to that as well as Gallinari that that I really like that's kind of missing in their offense a little bit. Uh I just don't see a trade that makes sense because if yeah. the Heat's biggest, nicest trade asset is Kendrick Nunn, the Spurs <laughs> don't need another guard. Obviously, the Heat are not going to move Duncan for, for a guy like that. And I don't think 20 and expiring salary gets that done. Uh, especially when the Spurs, I imagine they're going to try to make the playoffs. The, problem, just yeah, the problem with this whole argument with with Derek White is that in order to trade for him, you would have to trade someone like Tyler that you're trading yeah. him in the first place because you have too many people at that position, at that combo guard position, right? With Murray, yeah. um, Forbes, and, and you know Walker and some of the yeah. other guys they have. Like, I just don't, I don't see it. In fact, I came up with a trade of the day that and this is before the Utah ownership chair governorship change would Utah considering consider trading Gobert to the to San Antonio for LaMarcus Aldridge and Rudy Gay and literally that's just to get out from underneath while still being competitive San Antonio actually extends Gobert in that spot and they just play with all sense. of the, the small guys on the floor together but knowing you have Gobert behind them Oh, I like that. So, I like that. That's actually the most sense I've heard because I, I was listening to Lowe talk about that with Bobby Marks and Lowe couldn't find any deal that Utah would accept for Gobert because they don't want to they don't want to take a step back, well, right? They, they, and they this want, would keep you competitive. It would be a different way of being competitive because it wouldn't be based on his. Like I think Gobert is slightly overrated because I just he's the non-threat to me offensively. Um, but I don't know. I I don't the Derek White thing is interesting. So I understand like. You need a combo guard that can play off the – I mean, not this guy, but in essence, what Chalmers was in there to do was to Love be able Chalmers to guard the one and not be the one on offense, right? So that's, in essence, what you're looking for because if it's Tyler or Jimmy or whomever, they're really good – or bam, they're going to control the ball, right? So you yeah. need somebody that can do that. Now, that's where the whole C.J. McCollum argument comes in because he could potentially be that guy a little bit but I don't think the Heat would have enough to get him unless you're going to no. be trading Tyler at that point. Yeah. So or maybe I think that's, just go back to the beginning. Just trade for Oladipo and call it a day. Are you in? Like, the, I'm, I'm literally not giving up. This is going to sound so insulting. I think I'm we're going to I'm not giving agree. up anything for Oladipo. I'm getting him for free. If I'm, if wow. I'm saying Olenek, um, Hendrick Nunn, and 20. So the other point that we've kind of gone back and forth about. Just one thing. Sorry, quickly. I'm giving up three players, 20, which is an unknown, Olenek and none, 
that really were not a part of my biggest of crunch time moments in the biggest of spots for a guy that would be in that spot. So, and if it doesn't work out, he's gone after a year anyway, and I'm not probably not going to regret letting go of 20 or Kendrick Nunn. And the reason I wouldn't regret 20 is because I know I'd be better at 20 than anybody else would be better at picking 20. <laughs> so true. See, the one thing that it's been like, well, you know, we I think we all agree like that this is the kind of ideal trade package for an Old Depot rental, and I think it's a you know it's a pretty reasonable price to get somebody who you know at his best is a very good player. You know, we we don't know if he'll ever get back to that, but. The one thing is, like, you try to imagine a negotiation between the Heat and the Pacers for Old Depot. Let's say they're in on that, they've evaluated it, blah, blah, blah. They've reached all those points, and they're like, okay, we're willing to make a deal at the right price. And, you know, Indiana's obviously trying to, you know, uh, uh, Pritchard is trying to get Hero or Duncan Robinson. The Heat are going to say no. And what if they get to that package that you're talking about and say, okay, we won't give you Tyler Hero, we're giving in KZ. And I think yeah. that's kind of, I think, where a lot of people spit up. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I'm really... I'm I'm for KZ. I would like to keep him, but if you're ta- if the Heat have already gotten past all those points as far as like being confident in where he's going to be in the next season and uh, you know his commitment to the team or whatever and him his buy-in and if they're good with all of that and are in on dealing for him, then I think KZ Akpala is the type of guy that you got to give up even if it's for a one-year rental. Like I think if you, that's what happens when you try to keep Tyler and Duncan and KZ. Obviously, he had t- had a really bad injury, but he could not see the floor on a team that had multiple guys playing in their first or second year in the NBA, including a team that had Chris Silva in his rotation for a couple months. You know what I'm saying? Myers Leonard was in the rotation all year, and I, like he could not touch the floor. So I'm not gonna sit here and call him trash or anything, but I'm just saying like that seems like the type of casualty you got to give up in order to preserve your other guys I if you're trying to know. also get better within a year. Oh, here's the other thing on that. I tend to lean in the same direction. And the, and the reason I do that, and I don't even know if I'll make right, a trade, but the reason I would lean in that same direction. And even though, yes, I heard Iguodala with Bill Simmons and how he played, you know, KZ was the Giannis for the heat during the playoffs and the practices and everything like that. So I have two, two things. One, anyone that goes to the place of, I would never give up KZ Okpala without tangible information from the team is absurd. Because none of us have seen him play. Stop. Let's stop acting like we have. We haven't gone back and we watched. saw him play. Like, like we got the two three zone against yeah, the Kings. Let's stop. Right. Like we haven't seen him play. And then my follow up to that is, regardless of what he amounts to be, do you think the Heat could find that again? And my answer is yes. It's of course it's the James Johnson, Dion Waiters, Hassan Whiteside. The do you have enough belief? Tyler in, Johnson. Yeah, Tyler Johnson. Do you have the, enough belief in yourself? that you could literally find that again. And my answer would be, yes, they, they can. Agreed. So I think that's, that's four players for one. I actually think that would help them salary cap wise though for 2021. Now minuscule, but Okpala and Okpala, the first round pick and none would then all be off the books. You'd have to be yep. more room. Yep. And the other thing too, it's like, I think Oladipo, by the way, is that guy when you're talking about the point of attack defense. Like, I think that's why you kind of sell yourself on the idea of him because it's not only, you know, this big name guy who might be able to take you to another level if he he gets healthy enough again as far as another shot creator with Jimmy, but it's the defense thing for me. Like, I think he was still, he showed a lot of good signs to me on defense uh, in the playoffs versus the Heat. I thought he was really pounding Duncan Robinson and I still believe in him to be able to guard guards. And I just think like... uh, all of a sudden you have Jimmy 
and Vic, who can kind of take turns guarding guards, guarding swingmen. Like, I just think it would be a really nice fit for that price point that you're talking about. The Casey Dog Pollard thing, man. Well, it's uh, tough, Alex, right? Because everybody thinks this? he's baby Giannis. How but this? it's like they gave a four for, I mean, four second round picks to trade for him. So that's the one caveat. But other than that, it's I, I'm with you, man. Like, how do you, it's hard to take yourself out of that opportunity. So let me do, let me do a throw in on that. What if you said, all right, Apollo's in, but McConnell comes back? Oh, God. No. No? You wouldn't <laughs> want just a backup point guard like that? No, I'm messing around. McConnell, McConnell's not bad. He's a, he's a solid Perfect defender. I just, I would Chris be Chris Quinn against... when he becomes a head coach. Like, you move that. <laughs> oh, my God. He's actually God. the Indiana Hagrid replacement is what he really is. You have him as, you have him as part of, like, Heat lore for the rest he of his Jimmy life. Like, just... Come on, now. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. Look, we called TJ McConnell a lot of nasty things on here a yeah, couple years ago. Delete, we're gonna have to delete so many podcasts. We made so many jokes of poor TJ's expense. Oh, oh my god! Oh yeah, you guys. Too, you, yeah, you guys have some issues with everything. I'll tweet him. Poor All right, TJ. give me one more god. name. What? Are, one or two more names. Um. But by, by the way, I was looking at the Heat's kind of like draft situation and for the way, next. We're all, uh, we're all in agreement. Derek Jones Jr. walks. Uh, yeah, Derek. Derek, I think walks. I think that. They keep Myers. He really wants the pay cut. Depending on how kind of their offseason shakes out, I think that they try to bring Myers back. And I think Solomon Hill is a guy that I would like them to bring Me back. Too, on, just as on a, both those. By the way, you know what? Ba- We're babysitting about your kids. Trades. Talking about signing trades. <laughs> Derek Jones Jr. has made in NBA terms no money. If a team's interested in Derek Jones Jr. on a three year 15 all in or three year 18 all in, that's where I would think about signing trade if I'm the Heat. Is that. Am I gonna? Could I get a five or six million dollar player back on a one year deal? Now that do they get hard capped if they do that? I, I, I was I gonna bring I, that I, up. I think that hard caps the incoming team, not the because that you remember yeah, the okay. Jimmy trade hard capped the Heat, not the Sixers. Yeah, not the Sixers. Yeah, and I know that they so the big thing right now is the teams don't know where the tax line is, which presumably the apron for the hard cap is six million dollars over the hard cap. So I think we're we're still operating without knowing what the hard cap is. So all this sign and trade talk, if the, I mean, I think uh, Lowe and Bobby Mark said that the, they, the league told executives that no lower than 109. You should uh, just but start some teams to are say this stuff because I know that's not your point. And I knew that Bobby Mark said that. And I feel like the audience will think you're even smarter if you just like drop that. Cause it's really something <laughs> that like is factual if you read about it, but you keep, I mean, you do a good job of referring back and I would never steal people's points, but I think like, I know where you're getting all of this from. That's the problem. I listen to the same stuff you listen to. Are you, are you, you, say, are you saying that I should just... I oh, should no, just I've not. heard. Trust me, I've heard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm that's what Ricardo does. He steals the points, man. Yeah, I steal points and I, I, I credit. Right, that's my move. one more name because then I got to pick up my son from school. Um, The other guy that I love, I don't I don't really know where there's a deal, uh, Evan. So I, I kind of want to see if you know... Mm-hmm. My favorite player in the league, Kyle oh, Lowry. God. Now I don't I don't really see that there's a way that Miami can get him. I don't I don't I don't see that there's a deal to be made. That's a guy that fits your test of babysitting your kids. Heat culture guy. I mean, like maybe like he would just he would fit teach in. him all the wrong things. No, he would also, teach my kids all baby, the wrong things about flopping. It's babysitting huh? your kids and beating up the guy that breaks in your house. Kyle would totally fight That's the what guy I'm who saying. That's yeah, what yeah. he culture is. Will, can you Kyle, trust Kyle's the guy like, to babysit the kids? And if somebody breaks in your house, can you trust the guy to kick that guy's ass? So, yes, Kyle I had, Lowry would fit I had that. To, I had to bring him up because I see people talk about him on Twitter a lot. I love the guy. He's my favorite player in the league. 
I don't, Evan, do you see like a deal to be made? I, I I guess unless you offer a guy like Duncan, I don't really see why the Raptors, I, even with that, I don't see how the Raptors do that. And I think if you take in Kyle, you kind of not take in Goron at that well, point. So I don't see the here's fit. Here's the way I would do it. Or I would think about it. So I would, you kind of have to reverse this a little bit. Are there, or is there a team, a veteran team that would have an extreme need for both Kelly Olenek and Andre Iguodala. Is there a team that you would look at and say, they, if they had those two guys, that would really help that team get closer to a championship? Maybe Dallas? Tough. Dallas. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you want to say Dallas. All right. So Dallas. Just, Dallas or the Clippers? I don't know what you like more. Well, here's the problem. Meaning, I don't think the Heat have anything to give Toronto that they would want outside of Tyler hero. And I don't know that you would do that. If you're the heat with the understanding that just in case Lowry doesn't work out, he's gone. And you don't also don't want him for the next year. Right. So you got to find another team that may want your money that may have younger assets that Toronto would want, assuming they're going to resign Van Vliet in that spot. And I don't think that that match happens. That's the problem. I don't think there is a team that would want Iguodala and Olenek enough to give up young assets that Toronto would want enough to let Lowry walk. Plus, I also think if you're going to recruit Giannis, obviously Masai is the is the main person in there, but I think yeah. you're going to want Ty, uh, Kyle Lowry there in your corner as well. Yeah, I would imagine did, so. They're just one of the best point guards in the East. So yeah, I, mean, like, I don't listen, see him getting to... traded. Like people called us yes uh, the other day on NBA Radio, like, "Oh, could he get to Philly?" And I'm just like, "How? How do you? Like, I know he's from there and he went to Villanova. I don't see just like the Drew Holiday thing, like." How do you like you guys have brought this up? How do you get him to the heat? I don't even understand the money and how that could even work. Yeah, that's that well, part is a little bit tough. Drew? I think you would have to do a similar type of deal. Probably uh have to throw Iguodala in since he's the bigger contract between him and Kelly. But I think Olenek, Kelly, it, and Iguodala get it done. Olenek, Olenek and Iguodala Olenek get to is the, Kelly to the Drew salary. I'm sorry, uh, Ig- uh, Kelly and Iguodala get to the salary for Drew Holiday plus the trade exception. Of you 7. think 5. that New Orleans would make that oh, trade? No, 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 because no. you said the money. You said the money. So that's why right, I was, but, I was okay. correct. No, sorry, yeah. Sorry. They would throw in 20. Yeah, yeah no, none, I, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess the argument that you would make to New Orleans is that they want to make the playoffs. They want veteran experience. They could trade two guys, one guy who's going to leave for two plus a draft pick. You know, so you get a little bit of draft equity back. Uh, maybe you throw in none. You kind of work that out. I think that there are ways. I think Miami would get outbid by other teams that, you know, have a little bit higher level, high, higher ceiling assets. I bet they would work something out with that last year. And I know that sounds like optimistic, but I just, it, it, especially with how much Jimmy loves Drew. And I mean, Jimmy loves Drew Holiday. He loves Drew he loves and your Kyle. guy Lowry. He loves yeah, Kyle. He loves both of them like a lot more. Than Old Depot from from what you know what Ethan's kind of hinting at. Yeah, I don't I don't and, think the Old Depot thing. <laughs> no, I mean I don't know, right? Like they supposedly the Heat were discouraged with you know the way that he came out uh, in the bubble. You know, I think we all forgot about it already before the bubble when he kind of opted out and then opted back in to play. <laughs> I yeah. forgot about that. Well, and he money. denied that it was about yeah. the money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> would you give out Tyler to get Drew Holiday? No, 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 no way. No, yeah, I, I no. only trade Tyler for like a, a type A or B All Star. I'm not trading for. Would you give up Tyler friends. in a deal for Joel Embiid? Damn it! <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't. It's think, like my my heart wants to say no, but I can't like yeah, say. So it. my I thing is, I don't think there's any chance, at least early, that Embiid or Simmons are going anywhere. 
I don't think so either. I think they're going to play it out but, for at least another like, year. I think they got a year. Yeah. We all like kind of paused on that. Like that's the kind of upside that Tyler has. This is the Drew Holiday. Like Drew Holiday's had enough time in this league. And I know everybody loves him. Great teammate, great defender, wonderful guy, right? Nobody's that in it. He's had enough time in this league to prove that he could be a star. Like he and Anthony Davis together didn't make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, they did. No, they made it one year. But I'm saying it's not like they were in the playoffs every single year. How is it possible that Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis every year are not in the playoffs together? No, absolutely. If he is so unbelievable, why does Anthony Davis want to leave him? Probably need him more. I think Drew would be an awesome fit on this roster. Like, I'm, I don't know that he would be as great a fit as Lowry, for example. No, Lowry's a much better fit I, in every sense. In every sense. Well, yeah, but I th- the only reason, the only thing I would say to that is that Drew's a little bit more of an off-ball guy. Not that Lowry isn't. I know Lowry's a great off-ball player, but I think you get Lowry, he's he's your point guard. Whereas, like, you get Drew, uh, I think Jimmy still might be your point guard. Kyle, like, I Kyle's think a much they might better be, off-ball player than Drew. Like, he is a much ball, off-ball better player than Drew, but I'm talking about who's going to actually have their ball in their hands if Lowry's here. I think Lowry's still going to have the ball in his hands. He, you know, he would play in the system for sure. But the thing with Drew to me is, like, uh, you would definitely be able to get him for less than Lowry, you know, if, if he is even I attainable. I don't think either of them are. Last, last thing, because I know Evan has to go. Yeah. I mean, just remember that Kyle played on the other side of Kawhi Leonard dominating the ball late in games, right? So that's a guy yeah, that you know. Yeah, but that's at the end of the game. And and, and look, I'm not making a point Did about Lowry. Jimmy? Oh my God, you're like so hung up on this Lowry thing. I was just trying to make a point that Drew being awesome fit on this team. I don't think I, they're going to get Lowry. I just don't. Not. I just, I just I, wanted I, I, to oh mention. Either End the show. I just wanted to mention. Uh, Evan, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, everybody, we're doing a Miami Heat Beat Mailbag Live on twitch.tv slash MIA Heat Beat. Send your questions. Hashtag MHB Mail. We're going to answer them all live on Twitch, probably looking at 8, 8, 8 p.m. next Wednesday. So check that out. Subscribe. Follow our Discord server. That's going to be in the description of this podcast. Remember to read my article, MiamiHeatBeat.com, and all the free agents kind of stuff we touched on and a little bit more. And we're going to be doing two shows a week, probably till the rest of the offseason. Our draft coverage is starting soon. We are very excited. We have some guests, some old faces, some new ones we are we are really excited for everything that's to come evan thank you so much for joining the program you're the best sir thank you guys